You are listening to Beyond the Binge with me, Mo, registered dietitian and life coach. In every episode, I will do my absolute best to help you learn more about binge eating as well as any other destructive addictions you might struggle with. My goal is to shed light on a problem that many, including myself in the past, struggle with and help you feel less ashamed of it. Binge eating can be a sensitive problem because it involves a loss of self-control and while that can be demoralizing, it is okay to struggle with. By viewing binge eating as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and gain new skill sets, we can eventually grow and one day gain freedom. So let's dive into today's episode and learn more together. Okay, I've had a headache for the past couple of days now. It's two days. What day is it? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. So I've had a headache since yesterday, Tuesday, which is funny because I just got back from a break. Um, yeah, but uh, it got me thinking. In the past, when I used to get these unexplained headaches, and the reason why it's unexplained is because I feel like I'm doing everything right personally. Um, I'm eating well, uh, I'm hydrating, uh, I've been exercising despite having th- that back injury last week, but still managed to get back into some light exercise and get my heart rate going. Mm-hmm. I've been meditating, um, you know, praying, doing all the things that I usually do. Like basically, I feel like I've been doing everything right, sleeping on time, you know, getting enough sleep. Um, but it's unexplained, so I don't know what it is. And it got me thinking that there was a time in the past where whenever I had this unexplained headache, it, it would drive me crazy. And I would do some, I would have to do something to correct it. You know, whether it's eating, you know, a lot of sugar or eating a lot of junk or smoking or having a drink or whatever it is, something, just try to correct it. I had this obsession about correcting how I feel. And especially when I was like on a kick doing well with, with, uh, with my lifestyle, right. Back and back then I was like, I mean, you know, right up and down, either all in or all out. Like, give me an amen. If you struggle with that all in or all out. And when I was all in is when I was frustrated the most with the headaches when I was all out, I understood, you know, I've had, I haven't, I have a headache and it's probably because I haven't been moving much or doing anything and eating a lot of junk. Right. But it's when I was all in that it confused me why I had this headache. It drove me nuts, this unexplained headache. And I did, I tried so hard to correct it. I would either like have to do something and be like, okay, no, no, no. It's because of this or because of that. I'd analyze it to the T, obsess about it for so long to figure out why I had this damn headache. Um, and it ended up doing something trying to correct it, whether it's smoking up or again, like, you know, binging or having a lot of sugar. And yeah, it did temporarily correct it, but then the headache got worse, right? So it got me thinking about that. Uh, but now I'm at a point and I've learned how to do this is I've learned to uh, respect and appreciate my body and let it experience all the feelings, all the physical, physiological feelings that it has with absolutely no restrictions and without trying to correct it all the time. Because let's be honest, it gets really, really annoying to try to correct it all the time. It gets tough. Like that's all we're doing and thinking about is correcting it all the time. And it just kind of gets to a point where you're like, okay, I'm kind of over, you know, I'm spending too much energy there. So I've learned how to do that. I've learned how to like, um, the best analogy I use is sail through it, is sail through the headaches and not do something about it, not try to correct it or fix it by doing external things, by, you know, trying to put things in. Um, another thing is spending a lot of time on social media, for example, or, you know, watching TV to for endless hours to try to pass the pain away, all right? Anything like that. So, yeah, that was 
definitely a struggle back then. But I've learned not to do that. Why? Now, this is, I wanted to come in here and share. Um, I might not be as explaining it as well, just because I still have that headache, right? So I'm going to do my best to, to, to explain it. Um, I want to come on here to share this because a, a big part of, of binging is trying to correct the feeling. Is I'm feeling either it's an it's either it's an emotional or physiological feeling. And emotion is you know like anxious, afraid, uh, depressed, um, uh, sad, ashamed, guilt, stuff like that. Those are emotions. But uh, then the other side is the physiological feelings, the physical feeling, right? A headache, feeling low, feeling low energy, feeling tired, lethargic. That's a physical feeling. It's different than an emotion. But a big part of why we binge sometimes is because we're trying to correct that. We don't like it. We don't like the negative physiological feeling. We don't like feeling low or tired or uh, having a headache or lethargic or brain fog, right? Having that brain fog. So I'm having a moment of brain fog right now, basically. Best way to explain it. Um, And we don't like the negative emotions. And so our way of correcting them and escaping them is by binging. It's very very simple. Other people do the same thing through smoking, drinking, pornography, all, all addictive behaviors. And are an attempt to escape the current feeling that we're experiencing, the reality of it. It's an avoidance mechanism, right? It's an avoidance technique. We think it's coping. We're trying to cope with it, but actually we're avoiding it. We're not trying to cope with it. We're trying to get it to go away. It's like, it's bad. I don't want it. It's bad. But it's really important to learn how to make space for that kind of stuff. Because as a human being, you're going to have to experience headaches and being lethargic and brain fog which brings me to the entire new diets out there that promise you you're going to be free of brain fog for life. There's no such thing, right? It's a big part of why I used to do keto in the past. Um, and if you don't mean, you know that I am I am not, the only way I would say as a di- registered dietitian, or even if I was not a dietitian as who I am right now is Mo, I would say that, you know, keto is a good idea is if you're having epilepsy or something and you're having seizures, because it's the only time it was actually going to help other than that, definitely don't recommend. But one of the main reasons why I did keto in the past was because it gave me this high feeling. And I was like, oh man, no more brain fog, feeling great, right? But it, And then when I was off it, I was feeling horrible. But guess what? When I stayed on keto long enough, because I did keto for a year, consistent for a year, right? Talk about, talk about discipline. I'm showing off right now. But I did it consistently for a year. At some point, I adapted to that high state and I started getting the brain fog and the headache again. But why did I do it in the first place? Because it gave me a glimpse of having no brain fog or no headaches. I was like, okay, let me latch on to that. That's that's the solution. But what if there's no solution to headaches or brain fog? Yes, if it's persistent for weeks on end, then for sure you need to seek out help or see what you're doing wrong. But if it's occasional every now and then, like I've had this headache not all day for the past two days, but yesterday it started late around the afternoon. And today it started around the afternoon and it stayed a little bit longer than usual but it's okay i'm giving it the space perhaps i'm doing something i'm not aware of maybe it's an opportunity to increase my awareness maybe i'm spending too much time on screens right could be who knows so very important to learn the skill set of giving your body the space to experience all the experiences it's meant to experience whether it's negative or positive like whenever you have a positive experience with your body you're feeling great like oh man i feel so good right why can't we honor the negative like we honor the positive, right? We got it. We have to learn how to honor the negative. A big problem is that growing up, we watch our, um, well, that's what we do. Yeah, we watch our parents or the people, our caregivers, uh, constantly avoid the negative and escape the negative. And so we do the same thing, right? A lot of the escape is we don't think that we don't see them do it. They don't tell us, yeah, yeah, yeah escape the negative. Uh, don't, you know, escape the headaches are not good or, 
feeling lethargic is not good or brain fog is not good. We don't see that, but we see them taking that pain medication often, the drink here and there to correct their head, the the binging that we, we don't think they're doing, but we they don't think that we know they're doing, but we know they're doing, right? The, the soda bottle that's in the in the fridge and next day it's half gone and you're like, okay, who was it? Right. We, we pick up on that stuff, even though we not, might not be aware of it consciously, but we pick up on it as patterns. And so we start to do the same later on in life. We avoid these headaches and these brain fogs like no tomorrow, but I'm here to tell you it's normal. But like still able to function a little bit despite having that. And they're very normal to experience. And when you give them this uh, ability to exist and be there in your life and experience them, they don't actually feel as bad as when you're trying to avoid them. I'll give you an example. If you try... If you try to, um, let's say all of a sudden somebody, you know, the, the government comes up with a news flash. Oh, the air you're breathing is super toxic right now and you might die from it, right? What's going to happen? It's going to feel very different. You're going to start to get anxious. Oh my God, I'm breathing this toxic air. The reality of what I'm experiencing right now is bad for me. So if you, if the same thing, if you start doing the same thing when it comes to your mind, oh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm feeling right now, this headache is bad. These negative emotions are bad. Then you start to get anxious because you're experiencing them. When the reality is they're not bad. This is really important. This is uh, one of the most important thing to start to pivot around. And that brings me to something else I've been wanting to share. So many times, so many times, I see you know people trying to approach and you know trying to fix their binging, but then somehow the conversation turns into weight loss. And I'm like, are you here for binge eating or weight loss? They're very different components. And to put it in perspective of how there's a disconnect nowadays is there's a Facebook group, a private group that has actually quite a ton of people in it. And it's called binge, binge eating weight loss as if it's the same problem. It's not the same problem. They're very different problems. Binge eating is a loss of control and weight loss is a desire to change the body. You can't change the body if you don't have control. And first of all, even when you have control, you can't actually change your body on your own terms. This is really, really important. That's why when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm having conversations with people and they're about to be like, okay, so you can help me. I'm very honest to say that I'm not going to help you with weight loss. We have to figure out the binging first and learn why there's a loss of control there. It's an addictive behavior. We have to learn that first. And then later on, when you're past that problem and you feel like you're in control, you can decide how you want to approach the weight loss without trying to diet, right? But here's the thing. The solution to binge eating, the number one solution that we, we, we think about immediately when it comes to binge eating is dieting, right? I'm struggling with binge eating. Then I'm, I'm going to start on Monday. This is, I'm going to start the diet on Monday. It is not the solution. It is, the, it is literally a contributor to the actual problem, which is binge eating. It's the other half of it. It's what keeps the cycle going. Um, think about, this is a really weird analogy, but I'm going to use it anyways. Think about like, um, you know, one of those humpback whales going out of the water and back in again, right? As it goes out the water, that's the uh, uh, the dieting. And as it goes back in the water, it's the binging. And then goes up in the water, again, it's dieting. And in the bit. basically, it's one continuous cycle. It's one cycle and they can complete each other. And while you're dieting, it might feel great and I'm in control and stuff. But no, you're, you're not actually in control long-term. You're in control for a short period of time. You're on a diet. And that only sets you up to lose control later on. So dieting is not the solution because the intention behind it is I want to lose weight. And that's the problem. That the intention behind wanting to lose weight has nothing to do with the intention of being in control of the binging and, and fixing the root causes of the binge eating. They're very separate. We need to learn how to separate them.
That's that's a very important point to remember. The second point that I wanted to make about this is that your body is fully equipped, fully equipped to handle the weight and let go of the unwanted weight that, trust me, it doesn't want any more than you want it, right? It doesn't want any excess weight. It's fully equipped to lose it if you learn how to take care of it and nourish it. If you force it to do something it's not ready to do, you're only going to make it worse. And that, how does that happen? By breaking the metabolism. If you haven't watched the Metabolism Fixer training yet, go to my website and watch it. It's under the free training section, M-O-R-E-Z-K.com. Find the free training tab, watch the Metabolism Fixer so you can learn if diets potentially mess with your metabolism or not, because they do. Diets do. Losing a number on this, losing a number, certain number of weight on the scale does not mean that it is a good, it is a healthy thing that you've done, Right because you could have lost some muscle mass and that is a contributor to your metabolism. Uh, anyways, I don't want to not, not go to dive into this because this is like a long topic on its own. And um, I recommend you just go watch the, the that training because I'll give it its, its due time. And um, also I explained it uh, without having this headache. So it was much easier to explain then. But that's the thing about the body. If you learn how to take care of it and nourish it and understand it and listen to it and give it the environment it needs to do well, it will do well. It's designed to do things that you have no clue and to the, and you will you I promise you this, you will die not knowing how much your body is capable of. I promise you this because even scientists nowadays who are experts at the body, they don't all know the whole picture. They can't. You'll find one scientist, uh, you'll find the brain surgeon, for example, he knows how the brain works really well. Cardiologist, how the heart works really well. But a molecular biologist will know how the molecules interact really well. Or somebody else that deals with digestive or the enzymes, they know certain things that other doctors or other professionals will not know. So it's impossible for one person to know how the entire body works. So that's the beauty of it. It's so capable of doing so much your body. But if you reduce it to a number on the scale and you force it to be there, you try your best to push it there, well, that's, you've missed the whole point. That's not the point. And you'll, you'll play a, a game and a battle that you cannot win. It's not even possible. So the, the, what to do about it is to learn how to accept it, understand it, nourish it, listen to it, give it the best environment for it to thrive. And then it will do its best. Imagine if you're being coached by a coach, right? Like me, for example. And instead of giving you the environment to learn and grow and provide you with the tools you need to thrive, I'm like, no, you're not doing it good. You got to do better. No, 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 no. That's horrible. Go back and do it again. No, no, you didn't drop the weight. Oh my God, you haven't, you've binged two days in a row. That's horrible. Don't do that. You can't do that. If I don't give you the space to make mistakes, you're not going to like my type of coaching. Now, why do you do it with yourself? Why do you do it with the body? The body cannot thrive like that. Now, here's the thing. You're not actually trying to coach the body because the body is more than capable. It has everything that you, that you need, that it needs to be successful and to be healthy. It's you that needs to do the work to learn how that body works. And that is learnable. It's possible to learn. But it won't work if you're kind of putting a gun to the body saying, you lose the weight now or I hate you. I can't stand you. And all at the same time, who's the one who, who caused that body to gain a lot of weight? Still, we have to be honest. It was you. Like it was us. We, we did that. We got the body to that point. So how can we get it to that point out on our own single-handedly? No one force fed us. Most people, at least. We get it there. And then we're like, okay, no, I hate you. I want you to lose the weight. 
that's that that won't that that is not a healthy relationship with the body and it will not work at all and it will only make things more difficult if you continue that path so it's really important to start to give the body a break how can i understand it how can i listen to it more right how can i um and nourish it and give it what works best for it and not to, not not all bodies are the same i mean as human beings there's a lot of function in the bodies are largely the same but there are some genetic differences and personal differences and we need to learn that and we're only going to learn that through experience and through watching and listening to the body and seeing what happens long term as a lifelong experience when i when i got married this uh, last two years one of my mentors told me never stop dating your wife right never stop learning about her or uh, or or never pretend like you have her completely figured out try to get to know her every single day and the first thought i had in my mind is like man that's exactly the kind of advice that i give to people when they work with their bodies don't 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 try to assume that you know your body inside out it's a lifelong journey do your best to listen to it and understand it and continue building that relationship with it right and that will go a long way to help you live well with it because it's your body at the end of the day and you're the only one living with it nobody else you're the only person who's living in your body nobody else is going to care about your health as much as you care about your health and if and if if somebody else cares about your health more than you do there's a problem there's a big big problem you need to care about your health your physical and mental health more than anybody else because you're the one living in that body and that's a fact right? this is a really important point if me if you if you if you're one of my clients and i care more about your health than you that's a problem we need to figure out why okay that we need to work on that why why is that the case let's let's dive into the root causes of that and figure it out so you can align because it's not normal right it's not normal for anybody to care about your health more than you do so that's the um that's the the weight loss component is when trying to overcome binge eating or a loss of control when it comes to what to put in your body, do not focus on the weight loss. Don't even check your weight. Don't look at it. Focus on how you can understand your body and learn the skill sets that will get you to take care of your body and be in control. And that involves expanding your awareness as well. Okay, so um, I want to share that because this was has been on my mind for a while. And it's actually, it's really interesting. My headache is kind of semi-gone. And that's probably because I'm on... Um, I, I enjoy speaking is one of the things I enjoy doing and uh, which is interesting because I actually used to be terrified of public speaking when I was younger I had a phobia from it and uh, I remember uh, if I had a presentation coming up in school that was up to grade nine even in grade 10 when I had a presentation coming up I would dread it for weeks beforehand to the point where sometimes I would make myself sick and uh, because I was terrified um, because if you might have noticed I'm a bit of a fast speaker um, just, you know, how I am a little bit, I get excited about things, but when I was younger, it was worse. I wasn't just a fast speaker. I would just stumble on the words and people were like, what the hell is he saying? Um, so it actually is, I know some of you are like, what it was worse. Yeah, it was worse. So this is much, much better. But anyways, point is I actually enjoy it now, but there was a point where I hated it. And I called that, uh, changing my relationship with my speech and my, my vocals, and my mind, my brain as well. Okay, so, and that was one of the best things I've done in my life. It allowed me to grow. And I never realized, I never ever realized that there will be a day where I enjoy speaking 
and doing some things like podcasting and going live and and recording educational videos and stuff like that. I never thought that would be the case, but it was because I decided to face my fear and be like, okay, I know I need to figure this out. So that's another thing is we need to figure, we need to figure what it is out. What, sorry, we need to figure why we're afraid of certain things and see, give it a chance. If maybe there's something there, maybe if I, maybe because I've never done it right, I've learned how to do it right. Because many, many, many are terrified of facing their binge eating because every time they've tried, they failed. But guess what? When I speak to them, guess how? Guess what is the number one way they tried? It's always one diet after the other. Nothing to be ashamed of, by the way, because I've been there. I've tried a lot. Of, I've basically tried, well, not all diets, but a lot of diets. And so when I talk to someone and they're like, and I'm like, why did you try to overcome binging? And then they're like the keto diet, the intermittent fasting, uh, the paleo diet. Uh, the, I went vegan for a while. And I'm like, diet, 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 diet. It's different faces, same solution, clearly does not work. So we need to do something else. But that's the reason why, the, the number one reason why we, we're terrified to try to even overcome the binging is because we failed so many times in the past and that makes us anxious. Why? Because every time we fail, it's, it reminds us that we're failures. That's the problem. I think about it this way. Think about, you know, think about you trying to approach a stranger and every time you approach a stranger, you, you know, you didn't get a good uh, uh, reception from them or you've never done it. So you've built it up in your head, right? Because there's two types of people that are always crippled by the fear of overcoming binging. Either those who have never tried or those who have tried so much and failed, but tried the same thing over and over again, dieting, 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 dieting. Why? The person who has never tried and, uh, and uh, is, has been constantly crippled by the fear of trying, right? So they've just gave that fear the power. And the person who has tried dieting over and over and over again doesn't want to try because if they do, they will get reminded of the failure that, you know, they, this failure story they tell themselves, such as I've tried and failed, I've tried and failed. But that's the problem is that if you've never tried, we need to face that fear and see what potentially we can gain out of trying. And if you've tried multiple times and failed, then we have to be honest and see, have we failed because we've tried the same solution, but with a different you know, mask or a different cover? Or have we actually tried the real solution, what's really uh, meant to help us discover the root causes, but failed? That's a different story. But not many who have tried to figure out the root causes and not given up on it have failed. Not many. Um, in fact, I would go far to, as to say it's very, it's semi-impossible to actually get to the root causes, learn how to do it, continue learning, never give up and fail. Not, you, can, you can fail short term and learn and keep going. Success is not a linear path, right? This is, and I tell that to my clients, you're never going to be successful just linear in a, in a linear way. You will experience some dips and some failures. That's normal. But the ultimate failure is just giving up and saying, no, it's not for me, right? But that doesn't happen to the person who is um, develops that discipline of seeking their journey and learning more about their body. And like I just mentioned, the relationship with the body and the mind is a lifelong thing. We have to always get, continue to do it. You can't divorce your body and your mind, basically. Let me just say that. You can divorce a partner, but you can't divorce your body and your mind. You really cannot. Um, and so that's what happens in relationships. We often get to a point where like, no, this is too much. I can't do it. We give up. Break up, divorce, done, bye bye, right? It's easier in relationships, although in other some relationships depends on the length. It's not with your body and your mind. That's not an option. Like you can't even do it if you wanted to, right? So we need to learn how to figure it, figure them out because it's a lifelong relationship with them. And the last thing we want to do is treat them poorly 
And so if we are treating them poorly, then we need to learn skill sets of how to take care of it. It's literally like relationship or couples counseling for you and your body and your mind. It's a three-way between you, your body, and your mind. And you need to learn how to work in the center of you, your body, your mind. How do I take care of these two entities? And that's something that once you learn, it's a game changer. It changes everything. So I hope this helped. Um, If you have any questions, let me know. If you feel like you're at a point where you're ready to deal with this and you want to chat about it, reach out to me, right? You can you can easily chat with me on Facebook or go to my website, morezk.com and find one of the options to chat with me and we'll talk more about it and see what's holding you back. If you're not ready, totally fine, but you got you to gotta remind yourself, there will never be a perfect time. Like this is important. I know some of us are like, no, I got to wait till this. Or I have to wait till that. There's never a perfect time because whatever you're doing right now, if it's not working for you, the time that you're going to continue doing it is only going to feed into making it more difficult in the future because you've practiced doing what you don't want to be doing for long. Like whatever you're practicing doing right now is exactly what we need to unlearn. And so if the, the more you do it, um, the better you become at it, right? We're experts at what we do the most. So if you excel at avoidance or excel at binging, or excel at saying no when it comes to doing the the work, or excel at putting things off or waiting to the last second, you're only going to get really good at that. It takes a lot of energy for you to be like, okay, I'm going to put a stop to it and do something differently, all right? But that energy happens in a split moment and you you have to build on it, right? But you have to decide first, okay, you know what? I understand I'm not ready yet. What will it take for me to be ready? What will it take for me to be ready to do the work? And for many, It's understanding that the time that you have is so limited. And if you think you have time, it's an illusion. And that's the very big, and one of the biggest problems out there is that we think we have time. We really do. We think we have time when we do not at all. In a split moment, everything could be gone, right? So remind that, remember that and do your best to always think that there's a sense of urgency when it comes to this. It doesn't matter if you're 18, 16, or 70 or 80, it does not matter, right? You're living in the present right now. Whatever you have left is what you have left. We need to make the best out of it. So I hope this helped and um, I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode with me. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend who might benefit from it. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at morezk.rd. If you're struggling with binge eating and would like some guidance, you can reserve a spot in my online workshop, Break the Cycle, by going to www.morezk.com. You can also go to the podcast section on my website and subscribe to my list so you can get an email notification every time I release an episode. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time at Beyond the Binge.